police in the morning. Moira Frankenstein is haunted by a macabre and bloody specter, a visitation by her long-dead father, the infamous reanimator. He instructs Moira to resuscitate his immortal female creation with hopes of clearing the Frankenstein name. Revived and craving constant sexual gratification, the hulking yet voluptuous creature, called Goddess, will stop at nothing to have Moira as her mistress. Enraged at Moira's lesbian affairs, Goddess unleashes her lustful fury, destroying all who dare seduce her mortal lover. But soon she is stricken with regret and pleads for her own destruction. Can Moira put an end to this erotically charged being, or will mistress and monster live on in ghoulish ecstasy? I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are, week four of March, you know, May of Resurrection commence henceforth, with another lust-filled back-from-the-dead movie. The Lust for Frankenstein from 1998. You heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. How about we start on the bottom today, Paul? Yeah, let's start with the the bad and see if we can find anything good out of this one. So for me, number three. Now, I know screenshots and box art can be misleading, but this one is downright deceitful. Like, the main character is much older looking than I originally anticipated. They really did up her makeup, and even most of the shots on the box are two actresses that are never in the same fucking scene together. Number two, fucking dream sequences. Like, this movie is not very coherent to begin with, but then shit starts happening, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? Why is this happening? And then, bam, it's a dream sequence. Number one, Everything is so low quality, the thing's almost unwatchable. The pacing, the dialogue, the lighting, the story. I could just go on and on. Like, it's a tie. All this shit is so terrible because you just... It's fucking unwatchable. Almost. This is quite an unpleasant experience, to say the least. But number three, the visual quality of this is terrible. Like, everything looks awful, the lighting effects were just unpleasant and just ugly, and yeah, it's just it's a visual nightmare. Number two, the audio quality was abysmal. It's difficult to tell what anyone's saying, and it's just, it's not like, if this movie had like an actual plot or something like that, it might be charming, but number one, the plot is incomprehensible. I've read the back of the box, you know, Corey read that and everything earlier, I still don't know what the fuck happened in this movie, I don't know what any of it was. I don't know why Frankenstein was, um, you know, a ghost, you know, trying to, with a Frankenstein monster for his daughter. And I don't, I don't know. Nothing made any sense. Seems seemed very disconnected. And it was just overall just an uncomprehensible blob of awfulness. Well, on to the top. What good can we find out of this movie? So for me, number three. There's a sex scene in this movie where the Frankenstein monster is having sex with a tree, and it is the most consensual tree sex scene I've ever experienced. Number two, the American version of this movie, there are multiple versions, is seven minutes shorter than the European version, and thank God we watched the American version. Number one, the description of the film. I mean, it sounds amazing. 
it's a great concept. You know, Frankenstein's ghost is like, yo, Donna, you sexually frustrated? Come fuck my monster. Wake her up. Get you, get you some, some poo-tang. And nope, no, nope, nothing like the description. But the description, awesome. Somebody make that movie that's not a porn, but is, you know, Frankenstein trying to hook up his daughter. Like, make it. It'll be fantastic. Definitely be better than this at the very least. But yeah, it's... Yeah, ev- yeah. the only other se- like tree sex scenes I can think of are um, in Evil Dead and I think Ninja Scroll, the the uh, series, and yeah, another were consensual. I'm sure there are more, too. Trees are assholes. But um, yeah, number three, yeah, it was less than two hours long, both the European and the American version, so yeah, points to it not being... I mean, it was still too long, but it wasn't unbearably too long. Yeah, let's go with that. So number two. This month we've watched um, a bunch of Japanese films. Now we're watching European films, so I guess that makes me more cultured now. So good on good on me and good on um, watching this along with the um, other movies this month. And number one, so the title sequence for um, Shaka Rama, like at the very beginning of it, I'd never seen that one before. I guess it was an old like uh, title sequence, but it was actually pretty cool. It's um, it's one like woman with like blood cover over, and then it's just Shaka Rama. It was. Actually, really neat, and I've um, watched a few Shakarama films before, um, obviously with this podcast, but never seen that one before. That was probably their best. So one of the things that we mentioned was how abysmally terrible the uh, the audio quality was and the dialogue that we could hear. So unfortunately, I could not even get fucking quotes to do a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. So if you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 9 out of 10. I also gave it a 9 out of 10. Lust for Frankenstein. Just just don't. The quality is so abysmally low, you'd be better off rewatching reruns of America's Funniest Home Videos from the early 90s and finding the meaning of life than extracting some kind of coherent thought from the steaming pile of used dental dams. Undiscernible dialogue, terrible lighting, artistic filters, actresses past their prime, strange dream and sex sequences. The list just goes on and on. I, once again, just don't. That was another thing. It's hard to tell what's a dream and what's not because they lose, use the same weird lighting effects for everything, so, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, give it a 9 out of 10. I don't really know how to describe this one. It wasn't really a movie so much as it was a weird softcore porn made by some some European film school dropout trying to make ends meet. Everything about this movie is uncomfortable, the terrible audio and visuals, the incomprehensible plot, and the the random sex scenes that sometimes involve trees. This was an experience, to say the least, but not a good one. I'm sure there's an audience for this film. However, I think I'd prefer to avoid them as much as I'd like to, as I would have liked to have avoided th- watching this movie. So after all that, you know we have ways to drink away the spick. Drink away the spick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the spick. We'll give some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone is performing a sexual act, take a drink. Number two. Every time Dr. Frankenstein talks to Moira, take a drink. Number three, whenever the car makes an appearance, take a drink. And number four, anytime they show the record player, take a drink. Record player was the best character. But yeah, number one, every time the color in the film is really distorted for no real reason, take a drink. 
Every time you can't understand what someone's saying because the audio quality is terrible, take a drink. Every time someone is hooked up to an operation table and being electrocuted because they've got like some pro like um, electrical prong on their dick or whatever, take a drink. And every time someone mentions either love or lust, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the splick. If you have any other thoughts on this movie or anything else Beamer-related, you can leave us a uh, comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at BeamerBrosGmail.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com. Follow us on Twitter at BeamerBros. My personal Twitter at BeamerBros. You can check out all, all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats from our website, BeamerBros.com, where we have news for each week. want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links right below. Well, we've come to the end of week four for March, and May a Resurrection commence henceforth this year. And, uh, yeah, we've watched a lot of uh, lustful dead movies. Surprisingly, in the number one spot is Lust of the Dead, part two. You know, formerly known, you know, or, or in Japan known as Rape Zombie, Lust of the Dead, part two. It just had the most action, the most comedy. It was the most fun of those to watch. Number two, although I didn't enjoy watching it, Rape Zombie, Lust of the Dead, Part 1, because it was a complete movie, beginning, middle, and end. Number 3, Lust of the Dead, Part 3, because it was just the middle. There was no beginning, there was no end, it was just the middle part of some kind of story. Number 4, Lust for Frankenstein. I, I did not think my life could get lower than the Rape Zombie trilogy, but somehow it has. Yeah, mine is uh, basically the same. Yeah, number one, Lust for the Dead 2. It was definitely the best of the Rape Zombie movies you watched this month. Number two, I I went back and forth with this one a lot, at, between one and three. Ultimately, I actually think one is better, because while everything was new, there were no, like, there wasn't, like, ten minutes of flashbacks in the beginning, and it did sum everything up up pretty well, and, you know, there was a cool fight scene instead of, like, you know, getting cucked in the final fight scene at the end of uh, number three, so, yeah, I'll give you the original, um, the number two spot. Number three, Lust of the Dead 3, um, I don't think I need to say anything more about that one, and number four, Lust for Frankenstein, a movie that I hope to never watch again. If, um, I do, it's because I'm being held captive and being tortured, they listen to this podcast and they know how to get information from me, so... If um if I ever do another review of this one, call the call the police call call like the yeah call the army like I I'm being I'm not okay like come on guys like don't let me down. So as we found out while watching this movie, there is a fifth week to March, so we will have yet another lustfully dead movie. Although it does not have lust in the title, I'm out of movies with lust in the title. So we're gonna take a look at the 2003. Mummy's Kiss, where a mummy is brought back from the dead to have lesbian sex. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Hey,